It's a pretty blustery, cloudy, and let's be honest, chilly summer's morning here in the UK, in Cheshire, in the northwest of England to be precise. And I'm standing here looking up at one of my favourite views, uh, an ancient castle on a hill called Beeston Castle, a, a crumbling ruin which has been standing there for about a thousand years. I'm a bit contemplative and taking it all in at the moment because in a couple of days I'm getting on a plane and travelling to the other side of the world. I'm moving permanently to the beautiful country of New Zealand with my husband who's a Kiwi and our two young children. Due to the pandemic of course we have to quarantine when we get to New Zealand. It's a very strict system over there. We'll be allocated a hotel room when we land in the country and there we stay for exactly two weeks. I'm lucky enough to be pretty familiar with New Zealand. Myself and our children have visited several times but of course moving to a country permanently is very different to a holiday. So the journalist in me has decided to spend my time in quarantine doing some extra research, speaking to some Kiwis remotely to find out in 2021, what kind of country are we moving to? It's now just over 24 hours before our flight to New Zealand and I'm back in the warm minus the wind sound effects. So just to introduce myself a bit more formally, I'm Victoria Meakin. I'm a radio presenter, newsreader and podcaster from the northwest of England. And it was back in April this year, 2021, that everything seemed to align, work and life-wise. And myself and my husband, Tom, who, as I've mentioned, is a Kiwi, decided we were going to move to New Zealand with our primary age children. 20 years after Tom originally arrived in the UK. We're of course doing all of this during the coronavirus epidemic, dominating most of our lives. The situation in New Zealand has been vastly different to the way we've experienced the epidemic in the UK, operating an elimination policy over there with strictly controlled two-week quarantines at its borders. And for the most part, over the past 18 months, Kiwis have been free to live their lives pretty much normally. However, in the past couple of days, just as we make our final preparations to leave the UK for NZ, things have changed slightly over there. There have been confirmed cases of the Delta variant of coronavirus in the community in New Zealand, and the country has gone into a level four lockdown. It's most stringent. And as I speak, the New Zealand government has confirmed there are 10 positive cases that have been identified in the community. All New Zealanders are currently locked down at home, and that includes my very brilliant producer, Bridget de Goldie, who is locked down in Christchurch. So just to introduce you briefly to this marvellous lady, Bridget, like me, is a radio person through and through, who spent many years working in broadcast both on and off air. She's presented shows on New Zealand stations such as More FM, ZM, Classic Hits, and worked on News Talk ZB as a journalist and newsreader. It's been absolutely brilliant having Bridget on board, coordinating this podcast from New Zealand. So before I pack the final bit of hand luggage and we get on our way, we're going to have a quick chat now. Hi, Bridget. Hello, Victoria. How are you feeling? <laughs> I, I'm feeling slightly strange at the moment. It uh, it feels like the, the countdown clock is echoing quite loudly in my head. I can't quite believe that we're going to be on our way tomorrow. And um, I, I'm not looking forward to saying goodbye to family 
but I'm really looking forward to getting to New Zealand. So uh, mixed feelings, I suppose that'd be the answer. The family thing will be hard, but I know you've been packing and organising. So hopefully when you get on the plane, you can actually just relax. And yes, I know things have changed here a lot in the last not even 24 hours. I mean, (laughs) I'm in level four lockdown. What's with that? Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a shock to the system, I'm assuming, after a, a fairly chilled few months for you guys. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've had any sort of lockdown here. And in fact, I was just counting today, it's been 18 months since we were in level four lockdown um, last year. And we have just been living life as normal. And as we've been organising this podcast, you and I have both actually talked a lot about Mm -hmm. how I'm just living a normal life. And every time we speak, you tell me about the restrictions and exactly what's happening. And I'm like, oh, well, life over here is normal. Um, I guess I'll see you here soon. Yes, out and about. I've been promised coffee shops and pubs and everything. Well, today I have no coffee shops. I have no pubs. (laughs) I drove past the supermarket last night as we were about to go into lockdown level four at midnight. And I just thought, what do I really need? I've just cooked all of the last vegetables that we had, the fresh vegetables for dinner for the family. Mm -hmm. And I thought, no, I will save up my supermarket visit for some time in the next couple of days. I've got things in the can, in the cupboard. We should be fine. So we are in a level four lockdown. It's all happened very swiftly. Yesterday morning was a normal day. The kids were at school. I was working away. Everything was fine. And then around about one o'clock in the afternoon, one of my friends in Auckland said, "Uh uh-oh, I've heard a friend of a friend of a friend's friend, because that's New Zealand, basically, (laughs) uh, say um, somebody's heard about a positive case that has a link to Auckland Hospital. And surely enough, within 20 minutes, it was all over the news. Uh, The Prime Minister found out about it around about one o'clock in the afternoon by three mm-hmm. um it was in the news and by 6 p.m the announcement was given that we were going into a level four lockdown from midnight last night so the world has changed so much in 24 hours and as i stood at my gate today um you know of course we are we are following all of the restrictions but of course i can yell at my neighbors across the road mm. everyone who was out was just in a wee bit of a state of shock. I think we thought we had this. I think we thought we were a bit immune, and we yeah. are just not. We're just it's quite not. a surreal thing because obviously there's there's been, to put it politely, different approaches when it comes to New Zealand and uh, and the UK and the way the governments have handled it. And so, ten confirmed cases in the community in New Zealand at the moment. That's that's likely to go up, isn't it? I think. But um, I was just having a look at uh, the UK data that I check in with every few days. And uh, the updated figures for yesterday are in the UK, which is pretty much open now with very few restrictions left. We had 26,852 <gasps> cases in the community confirmed yesterday. No. And everyone's at football matches over here. No. And uh, so it's, it is a very different world. I mean, we've been pretty much hiding for the past fortnight ahead of having these PCR COVID tests to get on the plane, et cetera, because we're aware that it's still, we're still pretty vulnerable. Both myself and my husband are double vaccinated, et cetera, but you just know that it's out there and it's this Delta variant, which is pretty pernicious. So that's the only thing we could do. 
I am shocked about those numbers. I mean, mm. the international media today have been taking the mickey out of New Zealand, saying New Zealand has gone into level alert for lockdown because mm. of dot, 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 one case. Well, of course, today that's grown to 10 cases. We knew that it wasn't a case of if, it was a case of when. And one of our ministers last week had said, just to let you know when it happens, we will go hard and go early. And that is exactly what they've done. So even though we're all crowded around the TV last night waiting for the announcement about what was going to happen, honestly, nine people out of 10 would have known that we were going into level four lockdown, which Mm -hmm. of course caused a bit of panic at supermarkets. We're not really used to this. I mean, one thing that hasn't changed, of course, is this immigration quarantine policy that uh, myself and my family are going to be party to. This is the fact that aside from the now suspended travel corridor bubble with Australia, everyone entering New Zealand from overseas has to isolate in a government mandated hotel for two weeks before being let out into the community. And that two weeks, of course, is um, based on there being no coronavirus around you in the hotel whilst you're there. If any cases come up, then that could be uh, longer. So touch wood, fingers crossed. That's not the case. But uh, how has um, this uh, MIQ managed isolation quarantine policy been looked at internally from a New Zealand perspective? Well, a lot of people that I know who have been in quarantine say that the service is incredible here. Um, they say that it really is monitored well and of course the only time you hear about small slip-ups in the MIQ uh, facilities here are when it hits the news about maybe a door being open while somebody else's door was open. Those things are always reported. It is very, very strict. Um, I met a woman recently who'd come from, she'd actually come from America and she said it was a lot stricter than she had thought The last time Mm. she was in New Zealand was around five or six years ago. And she's like, oh, New Zealand, everything's so chilled there. She was very surprised at how strict it actually was. So I'm just making sure, Victoria, that you are prepared because it doesn't matter how mentally and physically prepared you can be. There Mm. will be periods, especially in quarantine with your family, where you're just like, oh, okay, yeah. I've still got another week and a half to go. And the food's fine. I've heard the food is actually quite good. Oh, that's handy. Yeah, no, I've heard the food is quite good. Um, yes. But I've also heard there are certain things that you just need to routinely do every day for your own mental health and physical health as well. And, of mm. course, that's not always possible from inside MIQ. I mean, most of the people that I know that have been through there haven't been through with young children. I have a lovely friend in Melbourne who came here last year for the most part of the year. Her time in managed isolation was um, managed child isolation. You know, it's all about dealing with your kids and yeah yeah if you've got children in there it's a whole different ball game to if you're in there yourself but I have heard that the services are great the people in there are wonderful to deal with and this Mm. is just based on my personal experience of around five or six people that I know who have come back into the country over the last five to six months and of course it's a bit of a lottery We're, we're flying into Auckland but our final destination is Christchurch and we have no idea where we're going to isolate and we will be told, as I understand it, probably once we enter New Zealand airspace or, or get onto the ground. So it could be Auckland. I think that there are more MIQ hotels in Auckland, but we've also got as options Hamilton, Wellington, Rotorua 
and Christchurch. So we shall see. I'll be announcing that at the start of the next podcast. I mean, it might be a an airport hotel in Auckland. We might not go very far at all after landing, or it could be a, a hotel in the city in Wellington or Christchurch. Some good friends of mine, their parents ended up in Rotorua and yes. they said that was amazing because the views there were great out the window. I, of course, would like you here in Christchurch, but that's yes. just me because that's where I live. Oh, and we could wave right. at each other, couldn't we? I, we could oh, uh, sort of wave from the window. That'd be quite fun. There's a hotel across the road from Hagley Park. And, of course, I could be out there running, jogging, biking, segueing past your window with signs, banners. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I just want to make life more interesting for well, anybody I, that, that's in MIQ. You will have to do that, by the way, if we're in Christchurch now. You, you've said it. It's on record. So as we go on, uh, we're going to do the next episode of this podcast once uh, we're in situ in MIQ, wherever that is. And uh, the whole idea is to speak to a broad range of Kiwis about the kind of country that we are coming to in 2021 and to try and paint a bit of a picture, isn't it? Well, things have changed here a lot over the last wee while. And after we've been researching this these topics in the podcast that we'd like to actually delve into. I find that what I think as a New Zealand citizen and resident who just lives here the whole time, sometimes talking to these people, it's actually given me a bit of a shake up about different industries in New Zealand and what their perception is on how things are going and what they think of the current situation with the government. It's all changed very quickly. So you can't just look at New Zealand as it was two years ago, for example, and think, oh, I visited there, I know how the people feel about certain things. One thing I'm going to start each podcast interview with is a set of three questions. They might sound a little bit banal, but they're my kind of baseline questions for all the interviewees to kind of personalise things a bit, regardless of the the sector that, that they are speaking about. So get ready, Bridget, because I'm also going to ask you these questions, but I'm going to save these until I see you in person in the final episode of this podcast which is the <laughs> grand plan so here you go here are the three questions I'm going to start with number one what is your favorite New Zealand beach because beaches are certainly important to me in moving to New Zealand so uh, I'm just going to basically make a little list of all the ones I should go and see secondly where would you recommend I take my young family camping and uh, thirdly can you name one thing that you think every visitor to New Zealand should experience. And after those three, at the end of each podcast, I'm going to ask a final question of all my interviewees, which is what piece of advice would you give to a newcomer to New Zealand who has just arrived and is planning to make a life here? Naming no names, of course. So those are the four questions and you've got two weeks to come up with some fantastic answers, Bridget. So, uh, well, so get planning. As far as I'm concerned, the first thing anybody needs to do when they get here is let me take them out for a coffee, a bit of a chat and a bit of a tour. And I haven't told you this yet, Victoria, but I've already booked you the camping site. I'm just not telling you where (gasps) it is just yet. (laughs) Excellent. Like straight straight out of quarantine into a tent. Yeah, fantastic. (laughs) Oh, that sounds great. Well, um, we're definitely doing that. And and I so look forward to it. And hopefully, hopefully down in Christchurch, the lockdown restrictions 
will have eased by then. If they haven't, well, you know, I've been in the UK through this uh, pandemic for the past 18 months, so we can handle that as well. But we'll um, can, we'll play it by ear. You can teach me a thing or two about um, actually how to stay in lockdown because even after day one, I just don't know if I'm very good uh, yes. Um, what, yeah. You know, I told you before, I've cooked all of the vegetables in my fridge already. Like, what am I doing? I've made oh. soups, all of that kind of stuff. I've just gone a wee bit nuts on day have, one. So. Have you made banana bread yet? That was a staple. Not yet. Okay. Oh, but I'm I'm pacing myself. So I just want to make sure that you've got everything you need going into lockdown. And if anything, I know you'll be talking to lots of Kiwis while you're in there. But if anything, it is also a time for self-care so just make sure when you're in duty free that you go and buy lots of yummy products for yourself and slather them on while you're in MIQ okay (laughs) fantastic okay Bridget I'm gonna see you on the other side and I look forward to it good luck Victoria thank you bye What Kind of Country was written, presented and edited by me, Victoria Meakin, in the UK and New Zealand. My producer in Christchurch is Bridget de Goldie, and our original music was written and performed in New Zealand by Corey Borsica. What Kind of Country is a broaden-up production. Music